Now we are. <laughs> yeah! How's everyone doing out there? Master Phil here with Master Phil in your corner with my man Dougie Fresh yes, from sir. Undefeated Studios. And, you know, been silent for a while trying to digest and investigate what's going on with this COVID situation and where it's all going. You know, there's a lot of misinformation being bandied about, some purposefully and others unwittingly or at least unknowingly. So, you know, there's, there's some, you know, I don't really know what's going on. I don't know if everyone who's talking about this knows what's really and truly going on. But first, we're going to make a few announcements. A couple of announcements. Are you feeling cooped up and cooped in? You want to get some exercise but can't get to the gym? Visit philross.com and check out workouts brought right to your house. The American Eagle Live Facebook group for only $19.99 for the first month. We have the Kettlebell Workout Library with well over 100 workouts, with kettlebells and body weight. We also have the Survival Strong Self-Defense and Body Weight Strength Program. And... I'm also a featured instructor on the Burn Along website, where I have a whole bunch of other instructors there too, just putting out workouts. And you know, if you're a, a trainer or a gym owner, you want to learn about the minimalist strength and fitness protocol, check out Master Phil's Bodybuild Method and learn how to be an expert minimalist. Ace Continuing Education credits are available, both online and in-person certifications are conducted. The next one we're doing here is on July 19th, and we'll be doing one in Maryland, uh, undetermined date yet. We gotta figure out when we're allowed to do that kind of stuff. But, uh, well, you know, right now it's Friday, April 10th, 2020, and we're besieged with the COVID-19, otherwise known as the ominous coronavirus. Around a month ago, I made a masterful YouTube video called The Truth about the coronavirus. I must admit that there was quite a bit of truth in what I said and what I predicted. But as time marches on, there are many unanswered questions as we find with many situations, if not all, politics, control of the populace, and money are behind this. Look at the steps that have taken place. You know, um, have you ever heard of the story of, of how to cook a frog in a pan of water, okay? If you have a hot pan of water and you throw a frog in it, what's it going to do, Doug? If you put it in hot water, it's going to die. Yeah, oh, what? No, he's a smart frog. What's he going to do? He's going to oh, jump, jump out. He's going to jump, jump out. out, right? You put him I'm in hot water. Right now. <laughs> right? He jumps yeah. out, right? So yeah. now you, you, you want to you slow cook a frog? You know put him in a water. Put him in that pan and the water's you know, room temperature and turn up the heat. Slowly. Yeah. Slowly, slowly. That frog will sit there and get cooked alive and not even know it. Well, you know what? I think what's happening out there is we're a bunch of frogs sitting in some lukewarm water and the heat is getting turned up. So, yeah. And I mean, you're not going to find the truth on the mainstream media. Not CNN, not MSNBC, ABC, CBS, or Fox. If you want to seek the truth, you need to look elsewhere. Uh, and 
you know, and are there a lot of nuts out there? And do you have to filter some of these things? Yes. And some people may consider me one of them. Hey, you know, if you do, you do. Um, but, you know, in regard to this COVID situation, there's a few people that, that I follow and I've been listening to what they say. This one guy, this guy is, is incredibly uh, lucid. This guy's incredible. Dr. Shiva Anuradai. I hopefully say his name correctly, um, but he's known as Dr. Shiva. Shiva. He's touted as the inventor of email back in the 70s uh, in a Livingston, New Jersey high school. He gained recognition for uh, other two reports too. First was question the working condition of India's largest scientific agency. The second questioning the safety of genetically modified soybeans. He holds four degrees from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Yes, MIT, including a PhD in biological engineering. He's a Fulbright grant recipient. Now, he's gotten into politics and he ran as an independent in Massachusetts. He only got 3.4% of the vote as an independent candidate. But uh, that was in 2018. But now he's set to run as a Republican in 2020 for the U.S. Senate in Massachusetts. This guy's interesting to follow. There's another guy, Mikhail Varjavashki. Hopefully I'm not I'm saying his name right. Uh, MD. He's also known as Dr. Mike. Okay, he's another New Jersey guy. Well, he's actually from Russia, but he has New Jersey roots. He's based here in New Jersey. His practice is in Chatham. He's a Russian-American internet celebrity doctor. The guy's only 30 years old. This kid is sharp. I, I, I just love watching him. He calls everyone out. He tells it like it is, and he presents real facts. Uh, it's funny because his, you know, his Instagram account went viral, so to speak. Um, and, uh, you know, he's uh, also was uh, uh, touted in 2015 as the sexiest doctor alive. Um, he's got a YouTube channel. And it's really cool because he does, uh, it's medically themed entertainment. Like, the guy's pretty entertaining and he's got a, a great presence. And then um, there's other people that I follow too. I like to uh, listen to Dr. Michael Savage of the Savage Nation. And, um, there's this other guy, Dr. Vaughn Ick. He's an English conspiracy theorist and he's a former footballer and sports broadcaster. He's the author of over 20 books and numerous DVDs. He's lectured in over 25 countries. I actually found this guy on the London Real site. Um, you know, he's talking about the coronavirus in relation to the 5G connection and so forth. Listen, I don't know how real this is, but, you know, it's something to look at. You know, we're going to be raising a lot of questions here. And what I want to do is I want to invoke thought. And I don't want people to just go like sheeple, you know, just walking around, just going through life like, okay, I'll do this. Okay, I'll do that. You know, because there's a lot of things going on here. I mean, you know, I mean, look, I'm personally, I'm conflicted. I know that um, what we're doing is working as far as the um, social distancing and, and being clean and so forth. And, you know, we're going to get more into this. But, you know, our rights are being infringed upon, okay, especially if you look at our um, the Fifth Amendment. So our constitutional rights are, are being infringed upon because if the government takes property, they are supposed to give you just compensation. So by telling someone you can't run your business, your business is your property, they are actually taking that business from you without just compensation. Yeah, I know we're doing this whole uh, payment protection plan and so forth and give them some money. We'll, we, you know, we'll see how that works out. Um, you know, it's not easy to file for that stuff. You know, I, I filled out the paperwork. We'll see how we do. But, 
Now, this is one of the many concerns. Um, and, you know, I'm looking at, we're going we're gonna to discuss some statistics today. Okay, because I'm a numbers guy. Numbers don't lie. But, you know, my biggest fear is not the virus itself. It's what behind it. What is behind this thing? So let's examine some facts. Let's see. You know, let's first, we'll talk about the symptoms. So these are uh, the symptoms we know. People may be sick with the virus from one to 14 days before developing symptoms. You know, that's dangerous in and of itself because people can walk around, have this thing and not know it. And, you know, uh, the, the, the problem is that up to 80% of these people, I'm sorry, up to 50% of the people are asymptomatic that have been tested. And I'll tell you that those numbers are going to go up when, when there's mass testing. You're going to see a lot of people have been exposed to it and either had the antibodies or developed the antibodies without getting full-blown sick. Uh, you know, but you know something, 80% of the people recover from the disease without needing any special medical treatment. You know, um, and if you look at the, uh, the ventilators, um, if you go on a ventilator, if you're that bad, you got a 50% survival rate. If you're above a certain age and have, yeah, and have certain things wrong with you, you got a 10% survival rate. So, and, and the longer you're on it, the less the longer, you're the less your chances are, you know? So, and, and if you look at it, you know, the, the disease can be you know, very serious, even fatal, especially for older people and people with other metal, medical conditions, such as asthma, diabetes, heart disease, they be more vulnerable and they can become severely ill. But you know what? Let's, we're going to delve into this. I'm going to touch on this in a minute. Let's talk about asthma, diabetes, heart disease. I mean, what are, what are some of the biggest contributors to that? Sedentary lifestyle, obesity, right? They're all contributing factors to this. Uh, look, if you look back at some of my podcasts, look at our uh, obesity issue, right? We have, you know, about 40% of the people in this country are obese. About 72% are overweight. And you think that those statistics are growing or shrinking? So let's look at some of the telltale signs of the COVID. Okay, people may experience cough, fever, tiredness, difficulty breathing. You know, those are severe cases when if you can't breathe, you know, they feel like they have something sitting on their chest and they, they, they can't get full breaths while your lungs are, are filling up with fluids. Uh, so... These are some of the things we have going on. And it leads me to start thinking, who's behind this? Who is behind this? Now, you know, there's some theories out there that this is actually uh, something that was released and being propagated by Big Pharma, okay? So they say, gosh, oh, Master Phil, you lost it. You're you're, you're saying there's a big conspiracy theory about big pharma and, or maybe, maybe it's the Chinese, maybe it's a combination, maybe it's a global thing that's going on. I don't know, but I will tell you this last year I became certified with the uh, CITI. That's a collaborative institutional training initiative. And I became certified in ethics and research. Now, man, <laughs> When I was doing the research, you know, we had to um, take all these tests and, and study all these different um, things that occurred in history, historical events, and, and how people were treated. And, man, it was a real eye opener. 
I mean, many things I had known, but you know, not to quite the extent of what I was reading about the lack of ethics being employed in research and testing throughout history. I mean, you look at some of the things that were done to people and you know, and say, oh yeah, you know, this country was terrible, you know, but uh, the US isn't the only offender. As a matter of fact, um, looking at the full scope of it, we were uh, more mild offenders compared to some of these other countries, but it has happened in every single continent by all people. I mean, it's repugnant. The, the, the way that these, these uh, research and testing have been conducted on human, human subjects without, without divulging their rights. I mean, I, God, it was just, it's just horrible. And then, you know, you know, as you read on, get all uh, to more modern times, you know, study after study conducted by big pharma, you know, when the results didn't agree with what they wanted, the how the drug to perform, they wanted the drug to perform a certain way, they'd do a couple things. They'd either squash the report, boom, get rid of it, or they'd alter it. They would purposely falsify the data to give them the result that they desired. They wanted the report to fit the information before they put it out. Uh, you know, the incidence of this is is quite shocking, you know, to say the least. And it's occurred with many drugs that are currently on the market, believe it or not. So, you know, I'm just going to read off a couple things to you that I have. So the, um, you know, consider the information that was put forth by the pharmaceutical companies in the 1990s regarding opioids. And all this stuff, mind you, was rolled up into the medical schools. So here you have uh, you know, medical students thinking they're they're doing the right thing, being taught that this is, oh, no, this is safe. This is okay to do. However, the data that they're getting was falsified. So here, um, according to Dr. Ronald Hirsch, said, after the minor role of physicians comes the real co-conspirators. So, you know, some, look, some physicians are, you know, pill mills, so forth, popping out pills and wanting to, you know, churn, uh, you know, churn these pills and, and get the kickbacks from the pharmaceutical companies and the reps and this, that, and the other thing. But they're not the they're not the real bad guys here. You know, first up is produced pharmaceuticals. They're the manufacturer of OxyContin. OxyContin was approved by the FDA in December of 1995. Despite the lack of increased efficacy in treating pain compared to older medications, Purdue mounted an aggressive marketing campaign that included a warning from the FDA in 2003 over misleading advertisements. Physicians, including myself, believed that Purdue believed Purdue and started using Oxycontin thinking that we were helping patients. Here the doctors are thinking they're doing the right thing because of what the pharmaceutical company is telling them, despite what the truth is. And around the same time, OxyContin's approval, the American Pain Society, check this one, the American Pain Society, our third guilty party, introduced, introduced pain is the fifth vital sign, the campaign. It's followed soon after by the Veterans Health Administration. Oh, wait, this is my mom's calling in. This is awesome. <laughs> hey, mom, you're on the air. Say hello. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about the COVID and the uh, drug companies. Okay. So, hey, did you want to chime in? you have anything to say about it? I'm very confused. Well, you know what? You know what? We all are, and I'm going to help <laughs> create not some confusion or at least, at least, you know, 
put, pose some probing questions for people to think about and uh, get some answers on. How is she taking this whole fiasco? Not, how are you taking this whole thing? Uh, Dougie Fresh wants to know. Um, I'm scared. She's scared? Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm scared for my family and my friends and myself because of the unknown. You don't know who's carrying it. And I don't like the isolation. I have not been to a store in 30 some days. Uh, thank God I have a good son and a wonderful daughter-in-law uh, that uh, go to the store for me. But I worry about other old people who don't have anyone, what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And I just pray God that it's over soon. Yeah. Well, those are real concerns. And uh, you know, we just got to keep saying some prayers, especially this time of the year with Easter and Passover and everything. So. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you. That was awesome. So, so now uh, we're going to get back to that phone call and say, you know, this is what's happening. And we're going to say, we're going to delve into that. But here, let's talk about this. Let's talk about, um, so the Veterans Health, Health Administration adopting a campaign as part of the National Pain Management Strategy. The, this declaration was not accompanied by the release of any device which could objectively measure pain. Hey, Brendan, great stuff, which could uh, which could objectively measure pain, as was done with all previous vital signs, you know, blood pressure, pulse, respiratory rate, temperature. And, you know, the pain is the first and only subjective vital sign. Look, because people have different pain tolerances. Some people, you know, they, they, they cut their finger, they fall down. Other people, they break their leg. They just get up and keep going. So, you know, pain is relative. So, and, and, and if people have a low threshold for pain, they can get addicted to the stuff very easily, very easily. So, so then um, that, that's, on, that's on one front. That's just with the opioids. Now, I'm not, not going to get too far into this. I'm just setting the stage here and showing you what's been going on for a while. Okay, now, next thing you want to do is do yourself a little favor. Do some digging into SSRIs. Those are selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Okay, they include such antidepressants such as Abilify, Seroquel, Rexulti, Celexa, Lexapro, Luvox, Paxil, Prozac, Zoloft. That's just to name a few. And, and, and here's something that it's out there on the internet, but you never see it on the mainstream media. There's been a couple of people who touched on, I think Laura Ingram touched on it once. Savage has brought it up many, many times. Every single shooter, mass shooter, every single one, the past 25 plus years has been on some type of antidepressant drug treatment or they just pulled themselves off of it. So there were these SSRIs involved. I'm talking about from Columbine forward. Every single one. Here, uh, here's something from Christopher Lane. He's a PhD uh, you know, from Psychology Today. And he wrote something uh, about uh, an article in the Los Angeles Times reports. Check this out. So eye-popping facts about the misuse and overuse of SSRI, antidepressants. 
the class of drugs that includes Prozac, Zoloft, Paxil, Fixer, Luvox, and Lexapro. Among the most startling relevations. Check this out. Okay. Researchers at the Rand Corp in 2002 surveyed close to 700 adults who had received a prescription for an antidepressant. Of those who reported receiving the medication for depression, just 20% tested positive when screened for the disease. Okay. Fewer than 30% of those receiving the medication had any depressive symptoms at all. So put another way, more than 70% of the patients in the survey presented no medical need for antidepressant treatment. And a further 10% fell into a significant gray area with an insufficient number of symptoms to warrant what is called a DSM or Diagnostic Statistical Manual for Mental Disorders for that type of diagnosis. So what is that telling you? Oh, and there's also some other data. This is pretty funny. Uh, uh, funny. Not funny. Ha ha. Funny. Strange. <laughs> um, that if you're talking about human life, you know, the N value in statistics, okay, uh, you know, that you have to have a wide, you have to have a, a, enough of a representative there um, in order to have uh, from a, a, a population. And then you look at your RP values and so forth. So, but you have to have, in order to either prove or disprove the null hypothesis, when you're talking about human life, all other, in in medical profession, it's based on either a 1% or 0.1%. If it's not within that range, you can neither prove or disprove the null hypothesis. In the psychological realm, you know what the... uh, the range of acceptability is 25%. Yeah, okay, 25%. So you got to swing 25% either way. Yeah, okay, that's science. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's always for, for, for like a medication you get approved, it just has to be 25% or more. Yeah, yeah, uh, for the methods, for the uh, in- inclusive of methods, which includes the medication too, but methods wow. as well. So that's why a lot of people in the medical profession do not consider psychology to be a real medicine, but that's that's for another debate. Um, because there's some people who are fantastic at it. So I hit you with some statistics and and what we were talking about in regard to what the pharmaceutical companies are doing and what they've done. And this is going on right now as we speak. And look, Purdue got sued for like billions, right? I forget the exact number. Um, the next big thing is going to be those SSRIs. That's for another podcast, I promise. That's going to be another good one. <laughs> so let's look at some statistics related to uh, to the situation that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many people uh, got the H1N1 virus? Um, no, I'm not. Okay, 60 million. Do you know how many people died from it? I do not. 60,000. So 60,000 people died from the H1N1 virus. Think about I don't it. feel like we were at it at that much hysteria as well. No, nothing near. No busy shut down. Nothing I remember when, well, I, had, I had a student that had it, came in, had it. And what I do is I just disinfected the daylights out of my studio. I pulled the pads. Every, everything got disinfected. Um, you know, spent the whole day doing it, clean up everything. I even lifted things up and cleaned underneath because <laughs> <laughs> I'm psychotic like that. So um, here, check this out. 
So here, just you know, with the COVID-19, remember we were talking about it before that, you know, uh, here in, in Iceland, researchers reported that 50% of the novel coronavirus who tested positive had zero symptoms, none. And this uh, this testing had been conducted by Decode, it's a sub subsidiary of the U.S. biotech uh, company, Amgen. Um, now look at this. From December 31st to April 8th, two days ago, mm -hmm. there were 1,231.2 cases per million in the U.S. Okay? Mm -hmm. Cases per million. So what's that? Roughly 0.123% of the people have it in this country. So it's around a little more than a tenth of a percent. Okay. Of the population became infected with the COVID in a little over a four-month period, right? So during that same period, deaths are 38.6 million per million, okay? So 38.6 out of every million out of every million people is dying from this. So that's 0.00386% of the population, right? Divide that by four for each of the months, and you're left with 0.000956% per month is dying, okay? I mean, look, I understand that, you know, the situation's far from over, and the numbers aren't complete. But the trajectory that we're at, they're not going to go higher percentage-wise. Chances are, because it's it's starting to flatten. The curve's starting to flatten, thank God. Okay. But you know, also not factored into the death rate are the people who have died from other diseases but happen to have the virus. They're kind of wrapping that into this number. Mm -hmm. You know, people have heart disease and oh well, they have a heart attack, but they have coronavirus. Well, they died from coronavirus. Uh, maybe not. I mean, you know, can you say that they died of the heart? failure or can you say they died of the coronavirus they had both how can you attribute one or the other i mean you can't say someone gets in a car accident and they're overweight <laughs> you know it's not, <laughs> they didn't die because of their overweight they died because of the car accident. you know mm -hmm. so there's a whole bunch of things going on but if they have a heart attack it could be could it be from the stress in the system of the uh uh of the virus i don't know but you know this this can skew the data so you have to you have to bear that in mind and he said you know um you know, did the virus put additional stress on the system? Yes, but it was a system already taxed. The system was already going to go. It was going to break. So look, again, high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, asthma, other such related afflictions, they're often brought on by what? Obesity, lack of exercise, poor eating habits. Hmm, do we have a familiar theme here? Okay. Now check this out. Here's another stat. Remember, I, I, I love numbers. Okay, So there were three... There were 30, uh, <laughs> 33,654 fatal motor, motor vehicle crash in the United States in 2018. Okay? So that's like 36,500 deaths occurred. This resulted in 112 deaths per million. Okay? What is that? 112 deaths per million, right? Or... 0.0112%, okay? And 1.3 deaths per 100 million miles travel. Okay, so if you look at the COVID death rate, it's relatively one-third 
that of the automobile death rate. Think about yeah, that. but I get what you're saying, but yeah, but if I get in a car accident, if I go talk to someone, they're not going to get in a car accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you might run them over. Car accidents are contagious. You might, you might kill somebody else in the car. True. Right? <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm just putting it in perspective. Yeah, does anybody really think about fatal car accidents when you go out driving every day? But the more, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that the more you drive, too, the more chance you're going to get in a car accident. Of course, of course. But here's what I'm saying, though. You, everybody's preoccupied with the coronavirus, right? Yes. But when you get in your car, are you thinking, when you step out of your house, are you thinking about, no, I'll put it on right, a seat. Thinking, yeah. When you go in your car and go shopping, are you think about, oh gosh, I got a, I got two thirds of a chance better getting killed in my car than dying from the coronavirus. Right. Yeah. Nobody's thinking like that. This is what I'm saying. I'm just saying, try to put it in perspective. Try to put it in perspective. Absolutely. So, so you look at the National uh, Center of Health estimates that, um, 2015, 2016 in the U.S., we were talking about 30. Now this is uh, this is several years ago, almost four years ago, about five. 39.8% uh, of adults aged 20 and over were obese. 7.6% were severely or morbidly obese, and 72% were overweight. How come we're not concerned with this fact? Why not? Because overweight people develop issues. That require medicine from big pharma. You see what the picture we're trying to paint here? See what we're looking at here? Yeah. So, you know why isn't this a national crisis? Sedentary living and poor eating habits are the largest contributors to death in this country. You know of of um, avoidable or preventable causes. They suppress smoking as the number one preventable cause of death because big pharma can't make money off of healthy people. They can't. If we build ourselves up by cutting out processed sugars, processed flour, and other such foods, and replace them with clean, raw, fresh foods, supplementation, and exercise, the chance of survival scales tilts in our favor. And look, is it possible, here I'm throwing this out there, is it possible that Big Pharma either planted or helped to help to spread or at least is promoting this panic in order to make it mandatory for people to get this vaccine just think now yeah i uh, you know did you, hear, you hear the news report uh oh we can't go back to anything normal until no concerts no no socialization or nothing until a vaccine is developed which could be you know 18 months away yeah. and what, what is that going to be then they're going to beat us down so bad that make sure they say oh you have to have this Every vaccine. single person takes the vaccine. And they'll make it mandatory. Oh, you want to travel? You, you know that U.S. passports now, you can't get one right now, right? You can't renew your passport. Do you know that? It's closed down. Closed down. You can't renew your passport. You know what? You don't think that they're going to give you make, make you have a COVID stamp on it? I mean, yeah. I, look, you here. Like a scannable wristband or something. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be crazy. So um, you look at it, you know, remember that, um, that uh, drug the, the antiviral drug uh, Gardasil. They were promoting it um, back in the day, you know, about 10, 12 years ago for, for women and so forth. I wouldn't allow my daughter to get it. Thank God, because guess what? Uterine cancer went up and then other issues 
in the female re reproductive system were disrupted because of this Gardasil that they were pushing. There was another one. Um, I was just I was watching all this stuff. I'm watching all the movies like Outbreak. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, this, there's a true story. This lady got some vaccine that was everyone was supposed to be taken, and mm -hmm. she thought it was safe. And neurologically, messed her neurological up. She's like basically paralyzed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there are so many. There, there's a you got to listen to Dr. Shiva. I mean, they're, they're like over four pharmaceuticals paid over 400 billion because of damage from vaccines. Right. So here, uh, now we're, you know, we're looking at some of these cures, right? What were the other potential cures or remedies, you know, the um, hydroxychloroquine and a Z pack, you know, say, you know, why is this helping in cases that aren't critical? You know, look, if you're on a respirator, I don't think this is going to help you. But if somebody has it, it's shown to have some, you know, some merit. You know, the French researchers have published an article in the International Journal of Antimicrobial Agents describing the potential use of the combination of hydrocoxychloroquine and antibiotic, you know, uh, the ZPAC. Um, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration also evaluating the drug, but they have not made their recommendations. Look, here, I'm going to tell you why it makes sense. What is the hydroxychloroquine? It's an anti-inflammatory. So what is that going to do? It's going to bring down the inflammation of the tissues. You know, you see a lot of people who are on these types of medications and other types of medications, you know, when they have lupus or other autoimmune diseases, they're not getting the COVID. Why? Because they're not, they're taking these anti-inflammatories already and it's suppressing the inflammation that's bouncing around the system. And we're going to talk about that inflammation a little bit more too. Um, and then the z pack. Okay, yes. Look, it's a viral infection, it's a virus. This is an antibacterial, you know, that's not going to help it. But what are some things that happen after that? You get uh, you get infections in the lung. So what does the ZPAC do? It fights that infection. So is it a potential? Yeah, it seems that it is. And there's a lot of data backing it up or not enough data backing it up yet, but people are having success with it. So why not explore it? We're in a crisis, you know? Um, so... You know, if they're taking this treatment for, you know, some people are getting better in two or three days after taking this cocktail. And that's like the, the thing that's pissing me off is that like there's so much the media and politics that like we rather are we rather like our president fail than right. than actually have this medication work. And, you know, here's the thing. Um, you know. Oh, we got a caller. Let me see who this is. We got a caller. We got a wireless caller calling in. Hello, you're on Master Phil in your corner. Hi, babe. Hey, it's my wife. Nice. <laughs> you're live. <laughs> hey, we're, we're on the air live. Very cool. Yeah. So what do you, you, uh, you want to contribute to this or are you just calling to... Tell me how awesome I am and that you love being in my what, corner. What are, what are her thoughts? Let's get her what, thoughts. What are, your, what are your thoughts on on all this stuff going on with the uh, coronavirus? And we're talking about how the the drug company, I know you're driving. We're talking about the drug companies and, uh, you know, hey, I, I think that they, um, they want to pin us down and uh, make it so we have to take their vaccines. So what are some of your thoughts on it? Go through a traumatic 
uh, events in your life like we have, where yep. my mother passed away, it makes it very difficult when you want to reach out and be with your family and connect when you can't uh, physically hug someone or uh, console someone. So that's difficult. I think that's a real mental challenge that everyone's going through is just to disconnect the physical connection. Um, that's really tough. You know what? Let, let's let's hold that because let, let's bring let, let's expand on that a little bit because you be you bring up a, a very important point. You have to understand that humans are social animals, and one of the worst things you can do to a person is put them in solitary confinement. That's what they do when when you're a bad person in prison. Well, you know, bad of the bad in prison, you do something wrong, you get slapped into, you know, into solitaire, so, solitary confinement. So. This is very disrupting for people, especially in times of need, in times of pain. You know, you, you, you can't get a hug. You can't have this social, physical contact. You can't see them for real, like live in person during these times. And now, look, and especially during this time of year, you know, we have Easter. We have Passover. These are big family religious times where people want, they yearn to get together. They want the comfort of the family, religion, and so forth. And everyone's being denied that right now. And it, it, you know, it has a very devastating effect. And, you know, especially on older people, uh, you know, who, who, you know, need that contact. They need to feel loved. They need to, to have people reach out and, and, and we have to sequester them because they're the most vulnerable right now in this situation. Yeah, these are all things that um, that we're considering. But you know, we're we're gonna post some more questions, and we're gonna get some get some people to think and not be sheeple, and we're gonna get some answers, and we're provide some uh, some solutions that people can do in the meantime. Well, anything else? Or all right, all right. Thanks for calling in, and uh, I defrosted chicken. All right, I love you. Bye. <laughs> all right. So. Um, so now we're talking about, you know, we're talking about the, let's, let's, let's run on this a little bit. You know, some of these effects that are happening here, you know, people are being isolated, you know, people, you know, miss that human connection. And, you know, by separating us like this and keeping us quarantined, everybody, you know, it's got to be a better method. And we're going to talk about some of those better methods in a minute, but I want to get back to this now. You know, we were talking about why it works well, and we, you know, we discussed the anti-inflammatory processes or uh, the, the anti-inflammatory. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, processes. Uh, properties. 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 And then the, um, of course, the antibiotic. You know, the ZPAC. You know, that's going to help with any of the lung infections and so forth. And you know, hey, you know, it's worth exploring. You know. Um, you know, one of the things that, you know, we were talking about, too, and, and something else, and, you know, I can't help but think that a lot of this stuff is inter, interrelated or, you know, people saw our vulnerability. Just think about how vulnerable we've been made. Look at it right now. We don't manufacture 
much in this country. And you know what? 80% of the drugs, 90% of the drugs are made in China, you know, of our everyday medications, our antibiotics and mm-hmm. so forth. I mean, that's crazy. And you know what? I'm going to blame three entities for this. Three. Okay. And I know it's kind of conflicting at some points because some of these fighter are fighting against each other. But you know what? They're fighting and we're getting hurt. Okay. Here. Yep. Production of manufactured goods. We have hamstrung ourselves. And I'm telling you, I'm placing the blame, the bulk of the blame on three major areas. One, corporations. Corporations are greedy. Okay. Yes. Look. Nothing. I'm nothing against anyone making a profit. That you know. That that's. There's the merits of the capitalist system are incredible. They have capitalism has made the the standard of living worldwide better than any other method available. Okay. So, but there becomes limits to this. There's too much greed. And they want to squeeze out too many profits because you know what? A lot of people aren't looking at, they're not looking at the long term. They're looking at, hey, what's this quarter? What's this year? What's, you know, everyone's at the quarter, the year, the, blah, 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 the dividends. And you have to, you know, answer to the board of directors and so forth and the stockholders. And nobody's looking at things long range. Everybody's looking at the quick in and out buck, you know, the quick in and out buck. So, Corporate greed. Two, unions. And, you know, I'm in the teachers union because I'm a professor, but unions, man, they have priced the American worker out of jobs. Okay. Uh, Yes. Should people get paid for the work? Absolutely. And you know what? At one time, unions were were definitely 100% necessary. And look, they're, they, you know, they started out with a good idea, but now look what's happened to them. You know, you got the, the fat cats up at the top of the unions making tons of dough and, and, and basically extorting money from people in the union uh, without any choice. And they've succeeded in what? Pricing themselves out through, you know, wages that are too high and people can't make any profit. So what's the sense? So then the uh, corporation, like, you know, forget you, I'm going to go take this overseas. Like, you know, uh, get labor at, uh, you know, 10, 15 cents a dollar is cost me here. So increase the profits, lower their cost base. Um, And then politicians. And, you know, politicians make it too difficult for business to operate on an even playing field. You know, and that's about controlling greed. So we got corporations that are greedy. We got the unions that are greedy. And then we have politicians who look to control and inflict their greed upon us too because they they want to extract as much tax dollars and then of course then we get into the whole thing with the lobbyists you know and the union reps with the politicians it's all intertwined these guys they pretend like they're against each other but they're really all working with each other and you know who's getting a shaft us now look at look at the situation here i don't think this is it oh this is a wireless call let's see who it is Hello, you're on Master Phil in your corner. Hello, this is a public message. Hey, goodbye. Okay, so <laughs> I should have known it was online too. So, <laughs> so you know what? We are exposed and vulnerable 
because of these three entities. Look at the position that they put us in. You know, you know, look at our manufacturing. At least, you know, Trump's been trying to do some stuff with manufacturing so forth. But you know, look at what they've done. So, bearing that in mind now, let's bring up another subject. The Chinese. Something doesn't seem quite right. Okay. Let's look at distance here. You know how far it is from Wuhan to Shanghai? 839 kilometers. Wuhan to Beijing, 1,152 kilometers, right? Mm -hmm. Wuhan to Milan, 15,000 kilometers. Wuhan to New York, 15,000 kilometers. The coronavirus started in Wuhan. Yet there's no effect of the coronavirus in nearby Beijing or Shanghai, but many deaths in Italy, Iran, European countries, and here in the U.S. There was no coronavirus in those major cities? No. Wow. All business areas of China are now safe. So why do you think there was never a case in Beijing? They, they had nothing widespread, never shut down, never missed a beat. I don't know if there's maybe there could be one or two errant cases, but how come it didn't take over? Like yeah. Here. Well, they live We're on top of each other that should have. Right, exactly. How come everywhere else, like India, right next door to them, is locked down? Our whole, our whole, our entire country in Missouri, Louisiana, right. like all like farmlands is taken yeah. over. The place. Look, 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 India, right next door to them is locked down, but China's open. Okay. China's also announced. And didn't, I don't want to get you sidetracked, but isn't Russia also only had like 70 cases in the yeah, whole country? had like nothing. Had like nothing. And aren't they aren't they an ally of China? Oh yeah, yeah, I know. How does that happen? How does this happen? And and you know, India and China are like this, and India's locked down. Okay. And then you look at the, the check this out. And China's also opened up Wuhan right now, right? Wuhan's open. Where came <laughs> that's you guys? It's, it's there. Okay. So there's not, check this out, not one single leader, not a single leader in China has tested positive for, the, for this virus. Not one. And yet, look at look at uh, how the virus has ruined many economies around the world. You know, many have had to close their borders and attempt to contain and control the spread of this virus. Thousands have lost their lives. Millions now have the disease. Countless people have been locked down in their homes, and many countries have placed citizens on lockdown. They were in it. The coronavirus originated in the city of Wuhan, China, and has now reached every corner of the world, but it didn't reach China's capital, Beijing, and China's economic capital, Shanghai, located relatively close proximity to Wuhan. Right? than New York. A hell of a lot, right? <laughs> you know, today Paris is closed, New York closed, Berlin, Delhi is closed, Mumbai closed, Tokyo, world's major economic political centers are closed, but Beijing and Shanghai are all open. Okay, no coronavirus seen in their cities. There were only a few cases, but the virus had no real effect on Beijing and Shanghai. So, like I said, just a few. Beijing is a city where all the leaders of China live, including the military leaders. There's no lockdown there. Hmm. Shanghai yeah, is a city that runs China economy. It's the economic capital of China, where all the rich people in China 
live and run major industries. There's no lockdown there. There's no effect of the coronavirus there. Beijing and Shanghai are areas adjoining Wuhan. The virus from Wuhan reached every other corner of the world. But the virus didn't affect those two cities. How does this happen? So look at another big thing. The worldwide market share has fallen almost in half. In India, the Nifty has gone from 12,000 to 7,000. And the share of the market in China was 3,000 and just merely dropped to 2,700. This leaves one to speculate that the coronavirus is a biochemical weapon of China, which China used to carry out destruction in order to gain economic supremacy. China has now put under virus, China has now put this virus under control. Maybe they also have the antidote or vaccine that they're not sharing with us, with the world, or will do when it's their best interest, when they can charge the highest dollar, right? They created it. They can kill it. Hollywood stars, Australia's home prime minister, Britain's prime minister and health minister, Spain's prime minister's wife, Canada's prime minister's wife, and Britain's Prince Charles, among others, have contracted the coronavirus. But not a single political leader in China, nor a single military commander in China, have tested positive. This makes one think how this virus spread from Wuhan to Milan, New York, L.A., Europe, but not to sh- Shanghai or Beijing. Makes you think, right? Yeah. Makes you think. And, you know, so now we're stuck in this situation. What the heck can we do? So, you know, the, the CDC provides some, uh, some advice. Let's explore the advice that they give us. Well, one, uh, we all know there's no, there's currently no vaccine to prevent the coronavirus. And the best way to prevent the illness, as in many cases, is to avoid being exposed. Okay. I have some other things to add to this too, but we'll, I'll add those in, in when we talk about what Master Phil has to say. So the virus is thought to mean, is thought to spread mainly from person to person. So between people who are in close contact with one another within about six feet. So you want to stay back off six feet, okay? You know, I mean, it's a nice rule, but, you know, droplets can actually travel farther. Just saying. Especially if someone does a projectile sneeze or cough, those droplets are going to travel up to 25 feet. They're not telling you that stuff. Um it says uh, it's spread through respiratory droplets produced when an infected, infected person coughs, sneezes, or talks. These droplets... Which stays in the air for three hours. The what, buddy? <laughs> Which what? stays in the air for three hours. Three hours. You can linger. It lingers. Lingers. Yeah. 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 You walk through it. Uh, these droplets can land in the mouths or nose of people who are nearby or possibly inhaled into the lungs. That's when you get in trouble. Because then that bad boy roots in those lungs you know the funny thing is though the virus the virus really doesn't do anything except replicate it's us our antibodies trying to fight it that cause all these issues anyway some recent studies have suggested that the COVID-19 may be spread by people who are not showing symptoms I'm like no, yeah no kidding up to 50% show no signs okay so 
uh, it's saying avoid close contact. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Yeah, thanks for telling me that. Um, stay home as much yeah. as possible. Yeah, you want to lock us in our homes. Uh, put distance between yourself and other people. Remember that some people without symptoms may be able to spread the virus. Keeping distance from others is especially important. And, you know, this is for the people who are, you know, at, at very high risk. And, you know, the, the thing that needs to really be done is we have to go and and really address the people who are at, at risk. They should be the ones that are primarily sequestered until we gain herd immunity to this. Okay, because it's not going to go away like that. The herd has to become immune so that it, it winds up dying. But we have to still function. You know, I'll, I'll go out when I'm going to the store. I'm going to wear a mask. I wear a mask and so forth. Not for my protection, but for the protection of others. Okay? I'll guarantee you this. Doug, I, I will get, look at that thing. God bless you. Uh, okay. um, uh, I'll guarantee you this. Yeah, I've been exposed to it. You know, people say, you know, because I have people that had a bad flu that I worked with in January and February. You know, they're out for two weeks, so forth, with many of these symptoms. I worked with them. I was probably exposed to it. More than one person I'm talking about. And what, did the coronavirus just show up here on March 15th when they said to lock us down? Heck no, it's been going on for, for months probably had it here since December, maybe November. Who knows? We just didn't know it. Um, so, you know, this, this, we, we need to focus on the people who are at risk. Okay. So, and they go on to say, you know, cover your nose and mouth with a cloth and others, and you can spread the COVID-19 even if you don't feel sick. Everyone should wear a cloth over their face when they have to go out in public. For example, the grocery store to pick up necessities. They're saying cloth face covering should be placed over young children. No, no covering over a, a child like two years old, you know, or if somebody's having uh, breathing issues, unconscious, incapacitated, blah blah blah. Um, the cloth face mask is meant to protect other people in case you are infected. I said that from from the beginning, right, Doug? Remember during the uh, truth about coronavirus. Mm -hmm. I'm saying do not use a face mask meant for a healthcare worker. Well, why are they saying that? Well, because of the, the shortage. But, you know, that's being ramped up right now. So, you know, if you have you have N95s that, uh, you know, that at your disposal, I, I don't see a reason not to use them. Um, continue keeping that six-foot distance. You know, the cloth face covering is not a substitute for social distancing because you can still get some particles out, but it does, you know, filter out quite a few of them. And, so, and this is what, not to cut your, not to, yeah, no, go ahead. not to interrupt your flow, but this is what all the news is freaking out about right now is because there, there's a whole discrepancy between wearing a mask and not wearing a mask. And yeah. where the where the confusion's coming in is is like one of the doc, I forgot her name the main doctor on the on the she's on the panel all the time she's like well nothing beats the six foot the six feet of distance right mm -hmm. so she's saying like regardless of if you have a mask or not you got to be six feet away so that's right. what she's stressing on but yes of course wearing a mask is going to be better like than not wearing a right. mask yeah but like everyone's like freaking out do we need to wear a mask do we not wear a mask well obviously more is better 
but she's trying to explain that six feet of distance six feet is a distance is, is a like she doesn't want people to wear the mask and then start hugging people right no, the right, mask right. Is protection. you're still gonna kick that six feet of that space you know though i have to laugh i have to laugh though because i see people in their car with the windows yeah. up mask on what are you doing <laughs> there's no reason whatsoever for that they just don't really taking it on and off but I'll tell you, I just wear mine when I go into shopping malls. When I'm walking out in the street, I don't wear because I'm not going to get six feet from somebody. Um, I was on a, I was in line at the supermarket. And I'm geared up. I have a whole hazmat suit on, but the, the person next to me uh, is has like gloves and a mask on, but is on their phone and has the glove in their mouth as they're typing <laughs> on their phone. The tip of their finger, like they like pulled it off and was typing on their phone. The tip of oh. the finger in their mouth. Like, good it's job, like, dude. It's like Ron Moore. Great job. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 here's, here's something else I saw this a couple times. So people with masks on smoking cigarettes. It's <laughs> weird to me. You know? Now, how about this? Can smoking kill the virus? Because you're killing your lungs. Does it? Could it burn the virus? Is that a theory? You know, because, um, because the uh, smoke is, is not good for your lungs and it, 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 it promotes... Um, deterioration in your lungs so you're probably more at risk well look, look you're at, killing it from both sides yeah, look at, look, look, yeah but look at how many people smoke in europe and how many people like, you know are having issues like you know, like everybody smokes in italy <laughs> you know especially in <laughs> um so let's let's look at some real action okay aside from what the cdc recommends which you know 90 percent of this stuff is common sense like wash mm -hmm. your hands look, i mean I'll tell you, the, the, so many times prior to this, I, I, you know, I hope we come away with some good, clean habits from here because people don't wash their hands. They go in a bath, they go place, they don't wash their hands, they touch their face, they touch somebody else, they shake your hand. I mean, so many diseases are spread simply by washing your hands, you know, uh, and, 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 you know, cover your nose and mouth while sneezing or coughing. Duh. Yeah. Wash your hands. Cover your nose and mouth, sneezing or coughing. Those are common sense things that everyone should be doing. But you know what? Unfortunately, too many people do not do this. Okay? So I have a checklist. Master Phil's health checklist. Nice. Coming down to it. we got to take action. Proact proactive here. So nice. masks. I wear them to protect others. Okay? I don't know how long we're going to have to do that. But I wear them because, you know what? I don't want to give grandma the covid and have that on my conscience, whether I know it or not, I don't want to do that. So if I'm around, it's on my face. Boom. I wear the gloves. We're going to talk about gloves, though, too, because some people are saying not to wear gloves. We're going to talk about your, your Ron Moore friend. I mean, more on Ron Moore friend over there. Okay. Social distancing works. Obviously, keep it lying, at least until we have an idea where this whole thing is at. Okay? Where we're at. You know, social distancing, you know, keep it up for now. Wash your hands 20 seconds with soap and water. You don't need these antibacterials. Some people are talking antibacterials. A, guess what? It's not a bacteria. It's a virus. And, uh, you know, soap, good old soap and water destroys the lipids. And that's, those are, that's the fat. Fat is what coats the virus. You break through that fat. 20 seconds washing, scrubbing, kills the virus, gets to the core of the virus because it destroys the, the lipids on the outside. Right. Okay. Um, 
And here, I don't, you know, I, I don't see anyone in mainstream media talking about this. Take supplements. Vitamin C. Powdered is the best. If you get the powdered one, like those emergencies are good. Um, you know, but you want to jack up your vitamin C. Vitamin D. Okay. Especially this time of the year, you know, in, in this area, because, you know, we're not outside much. We're outside. It's, you know, there's not much strong sun and so forth. We're not getting enough natural vitamin D like that. So you have to take the supplementation. Vitamin D is linked to so many positive health promoting immune boosting attributes. I mean, you know, you should be taking vitamin D. Live culture probiotics. What do I mean by the live culture ones? Are they a little more expensive? Yeah, they're the ones that are in the refrigerated section. But those live culture probiotics, they help with your gut health. That helps boost your immune system. Probiotic, right? Probiotic, okay? Liquid minerals. Liquid minerals, man. Just take the liquid minerals. The cool thing about liquid minerals, they also act as the transport system to vitamins into your cells. Okay. You know, zinc, you need zinc, magnesium, all these things are, are great for you. So you should be taking those. Okay, wear rubber gloves. When we're out shopping and so forth, wear the rubber gloves. But you know what? You know, some people in the medical profession are saying, no, don't wear them. Well, why? Because of knuckleheads like the guy you saw on the phone. You're not doing yourself any favors with the gloves. I mean, look, there are plenty of videos out there on how to, you know, take a, a glove off. Um, you know, I, I happen to be trained in uh, bloodborne pathogens, so I know how to take off the glove properly. You know, you take it up here, you turn it inside out, boom, turn itself, and then you do the same thing the other side, and, and you dispose of the glove properly. Or you can do what I do. Another, you know, if I need to save the glove, I was just out for a little bit. I keep my, my wipes with me, okay? I keep a bag of wipes in a Ziploc bag, in my vehicle, boom, I wipe my hands, wipe the steering wheel down, wipe everything down, and then and then I'm good to go. Okay. So um, that's why they're saying, you know, people are caution against gloves. But the other thing, when you have gloves on too, your tendency to touch your face is a lot less because you have something on. Uh, eat fresh fruits and vegetables daily. Raw is better. A lot of times when you cook, you, you, know, you cook uh, the nutrients and so forth out of uh, fresh vegetables. So, uh, you know, raw fruits and vegetables, man, jack up on them. Eat them. They're good for you. Eat lean meats properly prepared. You know, not doused with all kinds of nonsense. You know, consume your lean meats. And the thing is, you don't need to consume mass quantities of animal protein like many people think. You don't. You know, 20, 25% of your diet is more than sufficient you know, with animal protein, you know, there's other sources of protein that are clean as well. And the carbohydrates, so forth, you know, the clean carbs and grains and so forth are, are excellent for you. Stay hydrated. You have to stay hydrated. Okay. And if something goes hand in hand with this um, hydration, especially during the cooler months is use a lotion. Okay. Dry skin permits pathogens easier access to your body. So maintain um, moist skin, hydrated, and you know, it, it's also great for your system for getting toxins out. Okay? Um, I have this drink. I call it my elixir. 
you know, generally once a day, either in the morning or at night, doesn't matter. I've been drinking at night lately. Uh, I take a slice of a lemon, apple cider vinegar, and put a little honey in there, and I make a tea out of it, put it in the microwave for two minutes. That is great. Apple cider vinegar has great properties for boosting your immune system, not to mention, you know, lemon is fantastic for you. I always put it in my water as well. So, you know, but I always, here's the thing. I scrub, and I've been doing this forever. I can't even tell you how long. I scrub my my fruits and vegetables with with a, uh, oh, my mother's calling again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, mom, still on here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my wrap up. You got to watch it live on Facebook. Okay. 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 Bye. Bye. I want to make you laugh. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> awesome. So, <laughs> I've been scrubbing my vegetables and fruit. I use the rough side of the uh, sponge forever. Clean them. Oh, another th tip too. You want to get rid of the germs in the sponge? Take a paper towel, put it in a microwave for a minute every day. Kills all the germs. Okay. Yes. Yeah, because like you know, the dirtiest area in your house is your kitchen sink. So I scrub that too. Clean that with Comet and my sponge, and then I clean my sponge. A whole bunch of crazy. Stuff. <laughs> I do this forever. Okay. Um, okay, guys, work yeah. out. What's that? Work out. <laughs> Train. Okay. You know, I'll tell you this straight up. You look at the 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 people being most adversely affected by this, and what are they? They're they're the people that are out of condition, the people who don't eat right, the people that are eating all these foods that are that are inflammatory, processed sugars, processed wheat. I mean, uh, gosh, all these foods. Hey, what's up, Bobby? What's going on, Robert? Um, you know, all these people are eating these things that are bad for them and causing this inflammation. You know, when you have inflammation in your system, you're asking for it. We want to reduce that inflammation. And you know what? Working out helps you get rid of your excess weight and also improves your cardiovascular system. There are, I mean, there are many, many people that are using my method. And guess what? They're off their meds and they've gotten off their meds and they stayed off of them. So guess what they just did? They took themselves out of an at-risk community just because of working out and eating right. And you know what? They're not giving the drug companies any more of their money. And they're pulling themselves out of the risk category for the COVID. So, you know, I, the, we're, I, I brought up processed sugar. You know, sugar is has been touted as the most, the most addictive chemical out there. Sugar? Sugar. It's incredibly addictive people get addicted to this it's it, god and it tastes so good it triggers triggers chemicals in your brain to want you to have more okay you got to stay away from sugars cut them out of your system cut out the sodas cut out that that garbage another thing is limit alcohol consumption okay especially in these times you, you know, alcohol consumption has gone sky high right now. People are going crazy with alcohol. 
because they got nothing else to do. <laughs> They're yeah. watching Netflix and getting loaded. Yeah. You know? I'm, not a, I'm not a drinker. I got a full fridge of beer now. <laughs> Coronas? <laughs> no, I do not. They stopped making them too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, the thing is that you have to stay away from this stuff. You have to limit it. Limit your alcohol consumption. Hey, you know, you have a glass of wine or a beer or something. That's fine. But you're doing, you're having two and three and every night, night after night after night. And, you know, you know, alcohol is empty calories. Okay? Empty calories. There's no nutritional value in alcohol. Another thing is, don't use narcotics. Don't use narcotics. Okay? Stay away from drugs. Um, another one is, we talked about this before, maintain a healthy weight. You know, coronary heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, asthma, and other such afflictions can all be avoided by maintaining a healthy weight. Unless you don't want to walk around like an emaciated weight, but you, you need to be at a healthy weight. And again, this, these people, look, look at who Who's affected by the coronavirus, right? People with asthma, people with diabetes, people with high blood pressure, people with coronary heart disease. These people are part of the at-risk community. Pull yourself out of that. It doesn't take a little effort. Yeah, but you know what? So is life. So, well. You know, the funny thing is that, you know, this advice I'm giving is nothing new to me and others that I associate with, right? Um, you know, we're labeled as health nuts or fitness freaks. But you know what? For the most part, what we're doing is we're, we're building and boosting our immune systems and making ourselves less susceptible to diseases like the coronavirus, and other such ailments. And who the heck knows what's the next thing that's going to come down the pipe. So these are some of the things that uh, I want to share with everyone. And do we, do we have any callers or anybody else calling in? We do. I'm trying to get Robert on here. Yeah. I'm trying to get Robert on here. So Don't call my cell. He's got my cell. I'm trying to get him. I'm giving him a link. Let's see if we can get him on. Oh, the show. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Get some fancy stuff over here. He's a great guy. So, like I was saying, what we have to do is protect the at-risk community and let the other people get back to work. This is what our goal needs to be. Because this isolation, this destruction of our economy, the uh, dependence upon the government that's, that's being fostered by this, is not something that's good nor should be taken lightly. You're not, not, not able to get them? Uh, but I'm waiting for an answer. I sent them the yeah, login. Right. Well, you got any thoughts on this before we wrap it up today? I got a lot of thoughts. I got a lot of thoughts, and we covered a lot of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, let's see, I, there's a lot. <laughs> I think it might be there's weapons involved and pharmaceutical conspiracies. I mean, yeah. 
there's just no. there's something going on that this is not just some like cold that came out of nature. Right, right. Oh, th this was definitely created. This was definitely created, and um, you know we just have to see what we have to get to the bottom of this, and uh, you know we're gonna, we're gonna work this. Okay, guys. Wait, 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 before you go, I got I do this. He I, apparently we can't get him on video, but I could do something fancy like this. All right. And there you go. So that's what he wants to know. Hmm. Well, you know what? You know, you know, you, you don't have to sit there and get um and go to Whole Foods to get good foods. You know, you don't you don't have to worry about what what happened to us. <laughs> you don't have to worry about um getting uh you know going to the whole foods and, and getting the most expensive organic stuff you can just go to a regular store and and get good healthy foods i'm talking about stay away from the garbage stay away from you know high fructose corn syrup drink water hey man you know what water how are you going to get any healthier water drink drink except in flint michigan um drink water drink teas uh, don't drink sodas. Drink coffee. Okay, have things like that, and you know, cut cut out cut out the garbage. Uh, you know, stay away from sugar. Hey, you know what? Eat a piece of fruit. Eat some vegetables. You know, walk to the store if you can. If you live close by, it would get, you know, get even more healthy. But you know what? But that that that's not that's not terribly uh, expensive. You know, prepare your own meals. Making stuff at home costs a lot less than going and buying anything. So, hopefully that that helps you out. Oh yeah, I've been eating. I've been eating the best and the worst at this time. Like best cooking some good food, but then I get lazy sometimes and making like ramen noodles and spaghettios. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I haven't uh, haven't delved into the canned stuff yet. Yeah, I got a good stash though. Now every time I go, I get a couple of oh, yeah. stash yeah. away because you don't know that one day they might just shut down the supermarkets. Really, yeah. you, know? you know the funny thing is, uh, you know, the, the, something aside, why are people hoarding toilet paper? So this is so I have a I have a friend Hector. Shouts to Hector. Um, I was actually messaging him trying to get him on because he's been putting out these conspiracy theory videos, which are a lot of things that you're touching based on. I feel like you guys would have a good conversation, but uh, I was talking to him the other day, and the reason for the toilet paper apparently is when people started first uh, typing in like coronavirus or COVID-19. Yeah. Um, the only tests and, and, and answers they had thus far were in animals, like the only tests they had about the, the virus. And uh -huh. in dogs, the first um, symptom was diarrhea. So, <laughs> so I think that's where like people right. Googled coronavirus at the very beginning of this thing. And then saw this article with dogs having diarrhea. And there you go. Everyone got there you go. <laughs> All right. So anyway, that's that's where that, that that's where it came from. <laughs> Guys, well let's let's fight through this, let's stick through it together. Don't be sheeple. Stand up for your rights and we're gonna beat this thing. We're Americans and I'm proud of you. Stay strong, stay focused. Master Phil in your corner as always. Strength and honor. <laughs>